Hello and welcome to Turtle Tracks Podcast. This is your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Vernon Smith, an artist for IDW. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Dude, thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, I guess to get... Well, so Vernon, your uh, your artwork is going to be featured on an upcoming issue of the Saturday morning's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles IDW comic book, right? Right, yeah. They're doing um, a Halloween special one-shot, and I'm drawing cover C. Cool. What does cover C mean? Is that one like you can get easily? Is that the one that costs like extra? How do those work? Oh, yeah. No, it's a regular price variant. Like it's not one of the retailer incentives where it's like 20, 30 bucks. Um, I mean, they can give the shop owner 20, 30 bucks and I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> or sure. that money could be sent to me directly. And I promise you, I will appreciate it. Before getting into that, let me ask you, um, when did you get into art? I know you first got published like crazy early, like age five, seven. What was it? Oh yeah, I did like a um a little like eight page comic that I thought I'd lost, but then my mom actually kept it too, and it was just the story of us going down to the river because I'm from New Orleans and watching the riverboats go by. Real gripping stuff. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then after that, I I spent most of elementary school just kind of ripping off uh, one panel comic strips, three panel comic strips, stuff like that with my friends and then started drawing comic books in high school because that's what I wanted to do. And then I kind of fell away from that for about 10 years and got back into it like in my late 20s. And after a couple of years, got into actually self-publishing stuff through diamond oh very cool how hard is it to uh get into self-publishing um it's easy if you have tons of money and don't care about friendships or relationships sure yeah which wasn't me at all so it was it was pretty hard um it it took several years just to get picked up uh through diamond um they it was it was almost like getting in with a publisher um because i had i had done like one book and, and I'd, i made like this 32 page comic and and even printed up a bunch like uh like about two thousand copies because this was like right before kind of print on demand and i was like all right i'll have this whole thing for them to show that i'm ready to go and they were like we're not interested and i'm like awesome so <laughs> i just had boxes and boxes of books uh to sit on but then luckily hurricane katrina came and washed it all away oh my god and um but then like in in 07 uh i had a book called the adventures of dexter breakfast that they were all about and so yeah put out a couple of graphic novels through them self-publishing oh very cool thanks let me uh did you um speaking of ninja turtles did you grow up with ninja turtles at all yeah, that was actually like when I first got into comics, like around 12, 13 was when the 87 cartoon came out. And like my little sister, I think, watched some of that. But um, this kid that I was friends with in like seventh grade was, you know, kind of talking about some indie comics, too, and was talking about uh, he's like, yeah, there's this book called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I was like, yeah, I've heard of a cartoon. He's like, no, the book's like so much different. It's black and white and dark and gritty. 
And I was like, oh, okay. So I like went to my local comic shop up the street from me, this place called Goldmine that's not around anymore. So this isn't a plug, but like I'm in there and every like they, they had like quite a few of the early issues, but they were on like the 27th printing of it. And those were still like a couple of hundred bucks. And, but I did manage to find like first prints of issues eight and nine. And so I picked those up and, uh, and issue eight was one with, um, with Cerebus in it. And then like years later, when I got into like indie comics, a buddy of mine gave me the Cerebus guide to self-publishing and I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And just from that Ninja Turtles thing. So it's like kind of in a way Ninja Turtles got me into self-publishing comics because like when I got that Cerebus book, I recognized him from that Turtles issue. Um, so, yeah, I picked up a bunch of like the Mirage stuff whenever I could. And but also like I love the Archie comics from back sure. then and. And that was definitely like an influence on the on the art style for the Halloween. Cover. Oh yeah, I see some, uh, I see some like, Ken Mitroni influence there. Like yeah, there's... oh yeah, some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Because like I I would get those and I would just like that's what really taught me how to draw turtles because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna nail like the Eastman style <laughs> like that. With, I mean, that's with so all distinct, the and, and it's like with with like that Eastman and Laird's like very distinct take. Like it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you'd replicate it without it looking like yeah. just tracing. Like it's, it's such right. a strange thing. Like the same thing with Lawson's style, I feel like right, yeah. very like, I don't know if it's like technically correct or whatever, but it's just like, it's so dynamic. Whereas yeah. the Archie books, like, I don't know. I love the Archie books. Like, Ken, Ken was literally my favorite artist growing up. Like I, I yeah, oh yeah, artwork from him. I'm friends with him now. Like so, like he's oh, nice. Like literally, like was my favorite growing up. And Chris Allen's obviously great, but like the artwork mm. of that was so accessible. And it felt like the cartoon, but it was also a little bit more serious. And Ken's was more like, well, like Chris Allen's was a little bit more serious, and Ken's was more like Looney Tunesy. And it was such a cool, yeah, like, that's yeah. yeah, like it was definitely like it felt like a cartoon, but not the. 87 cartoon no which was like much more kind of animated like i love that show yeah like the art yeah. style is like every episode is wildly different it's quality yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, uh like metroni that was that was like a huge kind of cartoony style influence and then i was also like for the realistic stuff i was into like keith giffen's like legion of superheroes stuff okay um, cool. especially like the early 90s when it was like the legionnaires were in their third 30s and stuff and and you know kind of like and also sort of watchman style like th those were things but like when i got this I'd, I'd found like my old uh just composition notebooks that i'd done sketches of and and it was totally yeah just copying looking at the the mitch roney stuff and and redrawing them and i was like yeah those are those faces and and i just kind of like pulled from those onto the ones that i drew for for the halloween cover you know, and not getting into turtles yet, but like, you know, uh, sorry, looking at your Instagram, you have kind of like a wide range of styles. Like, what's your favorite? Like, do you have one that you go towards instinctively? Like, the more cartoony, the more straightforward. Like, what what do you prefer? Um, 
I kind of prefer an in-between of the cartoony and realistic, which which is kind of a weird, I guess, not really <laughs> uh, like the, kind of like a wishy-washy your answer. Kind of, like What's your that? Big, kind of like your Bigfoot thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the art on yeah, that, Bigfoot Frankenstein, which I have not read, but the, the artwork for it is fantastic. I'm just sort of like Thanks. browsing about it beforehand. So it's, it's uh, it, what, what is Bigfoot Frankenstein? Um, it's, it was a five issue miniseries through Action Lab Comics, and it's the story of the great, 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 whole lot of greats grandson of Dr. Frankenstein, who's hiking through the woods one day, stumbles upon a pile of dead Bigfoots. Um, so he stitches parts of them together, harnesses the power of lightning, creates a new best pal, and the two hit the road trying to figure out who's killing all the big feet. Um, I can't so promise they... <laughs> this, but if I stumbled upon a bunch of dead Bigfoot, dead Bigfoots, I hope I hope that that's what I would do. You know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you, really you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, they uh they fight monsters, mutants, uh, yeah, super jacked up, mutated rednecks, um, and they even find love along the way. Uh, it's it's kind of a buddy cop road trip type of story and okay. yeah it was a blast to draw um how did you end up doing that like did you like was it was did it start with you to start with a writer where did it come from uh it started with the writer who just happened to friend me on facebook and it was um this guy mark bertolini and the name sounded familiar. And then like I looked up on my bookshelf and I saw this uh, this Kickstarter book that I'd gotten called Oxymoron. And it was like an anthology of a bunch of it was like one writer with a bunch of different artists. And uh, um, or no, that's not exactly true because Mark's a writer. But I know like he had done something on it and. And like I hit him up and and I was like, you know, hey, yeah, dude, I've actually got one of your books. And he's like, oh, cool. Um, I've seen some of your art stuff and I've got an idea for this book called Bigfoot Frankenstein. And I was like, sold, like just the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I was doing some children's books at the time and was just like, I wanted to get through those just to get to this. And and yeah, we pitched that around and I'd met one of the editors to action lab when I was doing a librarian convention. And then like, I'm, I saw her again at New York, like a year later, New York comic-con and yeah, then we ended up pitching something cause they'd put out something of Mark's too. And then eventually they picked it up. It was going to be digital at first. And then they decided to go print with it which was nice. really cool. Sure. Um, and then it, it got pushed back a year or two because it was like right around COVID. And, um, but then they put it out, put out a trade paperback of it. And yeah, we had a blast working on it. Now we're working together on something else through Scout called Happy Land. Oh, very cool. I'll have to check it out. That's yeah, very cool. yeah. Uh, it'll be out in about probably a year or two because I'm working on a different, <laughs> like 150 page graphic novel. Uh, and I got oh, about nice. 50 more pages of that to do. And then hopping on Happy Land. Uh, and the art's a little bit different than Bigfoot Frankenstein. It's kind of more cartoony because uh, the the tone is kind of like a corpse 
McBride, Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, Paranorman type of story. So oh, nice. I kind of wanted the art to sort of be like that too. I just saw we saw um, Coraline in theaters. They re-released it. Oh wow, nice! It's like I, I've seen that movie a hundred times, and I was like, yeah. it's great. And then mm-hmm. I was like, the big screen. I was like, oh my god, it's like stunningly beautiful. Like nice. Like you're like you can almost see fingerprints on it. Like it's so like wow. so cool to see that movie in a huge screen. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up on IDW's radar for this uh, Halloween special? Um, well, my buddy Tim was drawing the mini series for the Saturday morning adventures. Uh, Tim oh, Laddie. And... Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, he's from here also. Uh, oh, nice. I've been meaning to reach out to him and, and see if he wants to come on. So, Oh, yeah, sure he would. And he he was drawn that, and um, but even like before it really got started, they had changed colorists, and he'd had a flatter that was going to be doing it, but then something happened with the flatter, and I was I was like, well, if you need someone to like just flat some pages, and he's like, yeah, sure, and so that's kind of how, how I got on their radar because they needed someone doing that, like kind of in a in a pitch in a pinch, um, so I did like. I think an issue or two of that and um and then was talking with the editor and he's like you know yeah thanks for helping out we're all cut up and i was like yeah no it's cool i was like it's not i wasn't like trying to make a career out of flatting i was like i just want to get on your radar and do some covers and he's like yeah sure he's um and he's like we've we'll have some later on because this was like the end of last year and he's like yeah next year like hit me up and like February or March and was like, sure. And so, you know, uh, took a few times to just like hitting him up or minding him. Cause those guys are always super busy. And yeah, then he was like, yeah, here's, uh, and then he introduced me to the assistant editor and I was talking with them back and forth. And then they were like, yeah, we've got one for a Halloween special. And I was like, that's awesome because it's it's like a standalone issue and like Halloween. I mean, it's awesome, you, yeah. you know, it's going to be like a cool one. Yeah um so yeah i was super psyched about that you know this might be getting in the weeds a little bit but what like how can you explain what uh like doing the flat colors like what it is like what 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 consists of because that's interesting oh for flatting it's basically you get like the black and white line art and you just sort of section off uh everything that's drawn and you just kind of fill it in with a flat color like for someone you know, sitting in a room and they've got like, you know, TV curtains behind them, furniture and stuff. You you just like underneath the the line art, you you just section it off and you fill in like the curtains. And it doesn't even have to be like color specific. Like the curtains could be purple, the couch could be pink, the 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 person sitting there can be orange. It's just so the colorist can go in and just it, it saves them a step and having to like section off that stuff. They can just oh, so you don't have to make the color. you're making the layers out of the artwork. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh, um, I just don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah. You, you you're basically just like taking a step out of the colorist job so they can get the thing done quicker. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, kind kind of like I mean, a lot of artists now do the penciling and inking, but it's kind of like how before you'd have a penciler, then send it to an inker so you could get a book out on time. Um, sure, it just yeah, it saves the colorist a step and gets the book out quicker. Which issues did you do that for? 
um, issues one and two of the miniseries. For oh, Saturday the first one. So the, the series is the is the current run ongoing. Like, is it right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I I got I, I, I what I read one through four of the original uh, miniseries, and then I. I went to the store again. I thought it was another mini series, and I was like, "Oh, I saw issue seven recently." And I was like, "Oh, okay, they're going to keep doing this, which is great because I really enjoyed it." Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And they're doing. It looks like they're doing uh, one shots too, because I think there was uh, there was a summer one. I'm pretty sure it was called like Endless Summer, but it, yes, it was... I haven't read that yet, but I picked it up. Yes, yes, yes. Right. And, we talk about. And uh, and yeah, and the Halloween one, which is like a double size issue. So I'm not sure if they're going to keep doing like little one shots like that too. Um, but yeah, it was cool, like to just have a, a separate sort of thing like that. But yeah, it's, it's as far as I know, it's going to be ongoing until. Oh, awesome! That, that, that lends itself to it nicely too, where it's like because it's just like um, you know, standalone stories and right. one shots for that are kind of perfect. So yeah, did you um, what was your directive for the Halloween cover? Like, what were you told? Um, ah, uh, well, I, I was kind of given. A choice because they you know I was like do you want something story specific or just kind of a general you know like turtles on skateboards eating pizza like you know jumping off of buildings um that sort of thing and uh and that's when I was going back and forth with the assistant editor and they were just like you know you we're, we're waiting on some stories stuff if you've got some ideas of just general stuff you know make it halloween themed um we can go with that because there's like some story stuff that we don't want to have like revealed on the cover and i was like okay so i, I just kind of did some general you know things with like uh like i know i'd originally had one where it was like shredder walking down the street with bags full of candies and the turtles were like swiping the candy from um um <laughs> or one where they're like uh you know kind of being chased off of his house and he's standing on the porch like raising his fists at them and they're just swinging and jumping off um then there was one where it was like kind of a a scooby-doo looking like like an upshot of the turtles just like looking around in fear with like these shadow monsters uh shapes around them and then the the one that i ended up doing with them just trick-or-treating at shredder's house and and so like i did a bunch of those and sent it off to them and then they sent it off to nickelodeon and then they get back in touch with me and they're like you know yeah they really like the one of them trick-or-treating at shredder's house and was like yeah sure um and there, there was one change because like i had originally had raf dressed as spock because i'm a huge trekkie and was like oh if i could if i could mix in you know throw oh, in sure, some yeah, Star yeah, Trek yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I, I thought it would be okay since like IDW does Star Trek, but then I wasn't thinking, you know, this is kind of a Nickelodeon thing and Viacom, I could yeah. cross yeah. with Viacom and Paramount and all that. Like, <laughs> so they were like, yeah, we can't do Trek. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do like Raffish Shredder from, cause I remember like, I think it was, was it an IDW comic? There was one where it was like. Raphael was Shredder for a while. Image. The uh, volume three yeah, image, yeah. comics in the uh, yeah late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was like, I knew yeah. it was one of the I ones. Was it yeah. Image or IDW? Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, to throw in like Krang as a Halloween candy bucket. I love uh, that. That was my favorite because <laughs> I didn't notice that at first. But the, oh, cool. The the little bucket that Jack <laughs> Redder is carrying is a, a. It looks like one of those like little plasticky, yeah, <laughs> fucking things. But it's Krang. It's great. I've All also right, awesome. you're Krang. Some I I I'm, like I think last year, the year before, maybe both. I made Krang like in real life, like. I carved a jack-o'-lantern and I was like, oh, I should make a crank. So like, like, oh, awesome. he's perfect for like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> the pumpkin shaped villain is just, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And I, and I didn't even realize like, I'd, um, like I, I knew that, that, that they'd done like a Donnie Drac, but so I, I wanted to kind of change it up. Cause I've seen like other people draw like Halloween turtle stuff and, and they, continued doing like the Donnie Drac, like from the toys. So I was like, all right, I'll do that as Michelangelo. And then like I did Leo as the cowboy. And I didn't even realize until like another uh, uh, associate editor on Turtles, um, Nick, like he he was like, dude, I love the Leo as a cowboy. They did like a mutant mayhem figure of that. Yeah, that I've got on my desk, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like I, I didn't even—that <laughs> was one that was like just totally happened to there. That that wasn't planned at all. Like I, I had no idea there was a toy of that. I was just like, "Well, you know, he's the sheriff, and Leo's the leader, so you gotta yeah. gotta make him the sheriff." And then like seeing that there was the figure of that was like super cool. <laughs> well, funny enough, the uh, that set it was like a four pack at Walmart. I don't know, uh-huh. Andy. I bought it recently. Uh, also came with Donatello as Spock, so I guess they made oh. for that. That was Don. They brought like basically they took a, a four old toys uh-huh. and like, put the mutant mayhem characters in it, and it was Space Raphael, like it was like right. a Man Mikey, Spock, Donatello, and Leo. He never been a sheriff in the classic toy line, but Donatello has. So they kind of adapted Donatello's old costume for Leo because Leo as right. a sheriff, makes a hell of a lot of sense. Like it just. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the Star Trek turtle figures. Like those were really cool. Um, yeah, I'm not a Star Trek guy, so I never got those. It was one of the rare things I don't have. Oh but wow! Yeah, because I have the new one. I kind of was like, oh, I wish I had the old one, even though I don't, yeah. I don't care about Star Trek. But I was like, yeah. I just like, I, you know what it is? I I I I'm afraid with Star Trek. I'm afraid I would like it. Like, yeah, I'm a completist, so I don't casually watch a TV show. Like, I will go and binge from episode one to episode whatever. Like, and if I were to watch Star Trek and like it, I would have to go to the beginning and watch every movie and show and all this. And I'm like, I can't, I literally can't. It's only like 70 years of stuff. Yeah, like like I can't dedicate Star Star Trek. I can't do it. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like my, my daughter's 12 and she just got into it like last year. And, um, and I'm realizing like how much. Oh my God. Because no. And, and people are like, and, oh, like, uh, you like the new movies, and that'll it's it's okay. And I'm like, right. But if I like the new movie, then yeah. I've imprisoned myself in the next four decades of only watching yeah. Star Trek shit. So I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I can't do it. I just it's too much. And, and even with the new movies, there's it's gonna be like little things in there that are like nods and Easter eggs that you know. So it's like, oh, well, I want to get what they're talking about, and that's right. and that's one thing I'm finding with her because there's like the new show that takes place like 10 years before Kirk and it's on the enterprise. And it's like with young Spock, 
but there's some stuff like in the original series. So I was like, okay, we got to watch this. And so she's way into the original series. Like she's, she loves it. And she loves like the new strange new worlds one. She's not really too much into next gen, but we're only on like season one, which is like, you know, the, it, it takes a couple of seasons for it to really okay. pick up. But then the, uh, and, and like we watched all the, you know, like original series movies, but I'm I'm just like there's so much that they tie in together. I was like you can't like you can't skip Deep Space Nine. You can't skip Voyager because there's things that they'll put in like later things. And and so it's like I'm I'm going through like when I see like the list on on Paramount and I'm like which episodes can we skip? Which ones have something that's going to come back later in like you know 10, 15 years? Uh, so yeah. I'm trying to sort that stuff out for like, and this was something obviously far inferior. It was like the Transformers movies because I was like, I mm. loved Beast Wars as a kid, so I was trying to prep. And she, I, I shown that to her, and she liked that show. Uh-huh. Trying to prep her with the Transformers movies, but like I was like, do we watch this one first or last or like, like because it takes place before it, but the other ones are shitty. So like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really hard to figure out. Like continuity and quality has to come into account as right. well because yeah. like. You want to start with a good, like, you don't want to introduce, because I have an eight-year-old. You don't want to uh, introduce your kid to the shit and then be like, yeah. no, 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 all of, all of Turtles is that thing. Yeah. I'm no longer interested, right? You got to yeah. get good stuff, hook them. And they're like, all right, yeah. yeah, there's some shit in here, but you know it gets better than this because of this. Like, yeah. Very thoughtfully go through it. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, isn't, like, Nimoy in the newer, the Chris Pine? Yeah. Book? Yeah, so like, yeah, he was that like that. Even that's not standalone, truly. So right, and that's that's the thing. I was, uh-huh. I was like, and and he's in it because of like there was this whole Romulan storyline that first started like in Next Gen, and and so it's yeah, you, you can't just. I just have to stop. Start, I just said like, you have to start at the yeah. beginning. It's it's insane, yeah. and and yeah, so that's why I'm like trying to cherry pick episodes, but yeah, at the same time, like make it entertaining. Like the first original series one was like the one with tribbles like they're just these little cute puff balls and i was like she'll like that like that'll sure. that'll get her in like let me let me get ones that are fun and funny and entertaining because it's you know it's it, it's also it's star trek like it's not sure you know it's not action-packed you know it, it's it's more cerebral and it's like yeah when when you're a kid you you just want like the cool stuff, even though like I was watching it when I was a kid, but, but Rathacon is what got me into it. And right. and I was like, yeah, that's, that's like the most badass one of all. And and then I started getting into it after that. So yeah. <laughs> the, uh, your turtle cover, does any of these costumes or anything play into the issue? Like, is that even like, or no, this is just your kind of free reign over. Like, let's just yeah. Start. Cool. Yeah, and that was just me, uh, me just doing that to make them trick or treat at Shredder's house. Uh, yeah, the other one, um, what was it? Donnie, I think, it was dressed as one of the skull thugs from Karate Kid. Oh, is that what <laughs> um, it is? But, I yeah, that. but I, I, I couldn't, I didn't do like the whole face makeup part. Like it was, but so it kind of just looks like a, a skeleton. But to me, in my head canon, I'm like, yeah, just because. He's the complete opposite of, of Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai guys. Uh, <laughs> Very cool. When does that hit? The, does that hit the uh, his stores? You said October 11th? 11th, or- I believe. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
I'm pretty sure that's when it is. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I've been keeping up with the series, and it's it's been really good. And uh, so that, yeah. that October 11th. Is there any um any more uh, turtle stuff you can talk about uh, as far as like, or, or are you hoping to do more for IDW in the future? I'm yeah, definitely hoping to do more because I like uh, my favorite things all happen to be there, <laughs> and well, and this isn't just problem. like an, an yeah. ass kissing thing, but it's like you know, yeah, I love turtles. Obviously, I love Star Trek. Like my daughter got me into ponies. So like I love ponies and Sonic. So great. Like what's that that show? My Little Pony is Uh, excellent. It's very. Like I've tried to explain that to people who like don't know. I'm like no no no. It's really funny. It's yeah. It's great. Pinkie Pie hysterical. Like that show is really good. And then her sister Maud, who's like the complete opposite of her, and actually sounds like Raven from uh, Teen Titans Go. yeah it's it's a it's a great show and i've like watched all of them with her and i was like yeah i guess i'm a brony i don't care I'm... i know that's the thing is like you don't want to be like like, like there's still something very strange about the brony culture right it's not it's very but now i'm like dude, i i get it you know like i mean I'm, like, I'm like, not... like, I, this is a really good show like yeah it's, it's a good show so yeah i'm i'm not i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna dress up like a pony and no. you know when I'm having like an evening with my wife. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop right before that. And yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, so I'd, I'd love to do a ponies cover. Um, definitely love to do a star Trek cover, another turtles cover, uh, a Sonic cover. And it's like, and they're all right there. So I'm like, all right, guys, uh, give me, give, give me more. <laughs> and, and they're fun to do too. Also, since it's like, yeah, as far as interior comic pages stuff, like I'm, I'm kind of booked up for the next couple of years. So it's like doing a cover. It's, it's, it's just fun to do, you know, it's like nice. spend a couple of days on something and, and it's, and it's cool. And then it's just like there, you know, forever. It's like, now it's just a part of turtles and it's That's like very something cool. that I've always wanted to be a part of. So it's yeah. Super cool. Did you see the new movie? Oh yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Like I, I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. I really liked it. Um, like I, and again, because I, I know a lot of people are kind of trashing the style, but a lot of people like really loved it. It's, it's oh, I love it. Again, yeah, like I guess everything these days, like half the people love it, half the people hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, but yeah, no, I I like it. Like it's it's different, and that's the cool thing about like all the different you know iterations or incarnations of it. It's like yeah, if you don't like it, then watch the 2012 or the 03 or the 90 yeah, live actually like if you for whatever reason you don't dig this version of turtles there are 30 yeah. other completely separate versions right like, and i i do like that they sound like kids you know because yeah cause for like that's one thing that i really liked about the 2012 one was i was like okay yeah they they sound like teenagers for once like they don't sound like they're 30 sure. um yeah. and and like the like the 2012 one, like I love that. Like that's because that was like not too long after my daughter was born, and so it was like we were watching that for like several years. And and I'd missed the 03 cartoons, but I just recently started watching those because I've heard people like saying how great it is. Um, Story wise, there's a lot of good stuff in the 03 cartoon. Yeah, there's some. Um, good- I think I think of, I mean like my favorite the, the original series. I grew up with that one mm-hmm. and. I still genuinely find it to be the funniest. Like, 
Yeah. Bag writing's very funny. And those four actors, I think there's no beating them. They're just super talented, funny dudes. Um, but like yeah. objectively speaking, I think the 2012 series is the best series. Like, yeah. It's funny. It's got good stories. It's it's like the 03 series is very good, but it's a little more serious. Whereas the right. 12 show is enough comedy, enough drama, enough like really cool storytelling. Like uh, th- that show, I think, is objectively the best one. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very good. So, yeah. Um, I, really well, like, I, lo- I love the artwork for it. I did. Yeah. And with, with Mutant Mayhem, like I was watching it and when they're just standing around just like goofing off and going on some just like saying the same words over and over again i was like this is my daughter with her friends like i've totally seen them and just acting just completely stupid <laughs> and that's I mean, they and, feel like kids like more so than yeah. i would say and I, I, I there are other versions of turtles i like better like i think that first movie is i i, I have more love for that than i do the new one but like yeah this is the first one that really truly are played by and feel like kids. Like, it's, yeah, it's great. Like, I think that that's like embracing that was a really smart move. I think. Yeah, yeah, and and they really captured like the New York feel to it too. Oh know? yeah, like that's uh, I've only been like a handful of times for Comic Con, but it like it, it definitely felt like I was like, yeah, you, you're you're there, you know. Yeah, they did a good job um, with that. Like, and I think like you know, there's so many different versions of turtles. Like, there's Plenty to like. There's a certain asymmetrical, rough, charming ugliness to this movie. Yeah, and I was like, well, th- th- if you look back at the old toys and stuff, there's so much weird, gross-out asymmetry to it. Like, there's plenty to right. Like, there's plenty of turtle history in the art style. It's not like a random assignment, you know. It's right, like, yeah, it makes sense to portray the turtles this way, and it was cool. And it was like people keep comparing the Spider Verse, and that's true. But Spider Verse is super polished, whereas this was like the sort of rough concept arty thing, which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, it it did remind me like when we were talking about like Coraline and Paranorman, like it was that kind of mm. yeah, like people whose noses are jacked up and an eye might be like two inches higher than the other one, and and it's like yeah, that's that was cool with that. Like like I remember in Paranorman, like his older sister. Who's supposed to be like this pretty girl, but like you know, her body is is like you know, like she's like this kind of little cheerleader type, but she'll have like this two inch waist and then like these three foot hips, and and it's like you know, it's it's disproportionate too. Like it's it's yeah. the, um, and and same with like the the jock dude that like follows them around. Like it's yeah, it, it, and weirdly enough, like the turtles seem to be kind of the most symmetrical. I think that that was probably uh, a conscious choice to some degree of yeah, like yeah. we got to make them the more normal and and kind yeah. of how they would see humans, you know, as like these sort of monsters and things. Yeah. It works. Um, I mean, like I, I mean, I'm sure some people, especially like diehard turtle fans, will like rankle at this because uh, I love stuff like Last Ronin and all that too. But like I yeah. kind of like it when the turtles are a bit cute, like like yeah. Ken Bunny would draw them, or like you know you got like I like that. So yeah. that, like the, the, I think for the new movie, you want to make the turtles accessible to a wide audience, and I think making them a little bit cute and funny and really worked. So yeah. Um. Okay. So October 11th is the Halloween special. Uh, find it at any comic shop, right? It's not an exclusive retail. It's just anywhere. Right. Yeah. 
awesome. I will have to make sure I get this cover specifically for my comic shop. So, um, yeah. what else did I want to ask you? Oh, is there anything to plug, mention, anything like that that we haven't already? Please let us know where to what, visit your website, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, sure. I am website is vernondraws.com and I am vernondraws on most socials uh, that I don't normally update as frequently as I should. Um, or even just Vernon Smith on Facebook. Um, but there's also Vernon Draws on Facebook as well. Instagram would probably be the one that I update the most frequently. Yeah, you've got a great backlog on Instagram here. I have an information. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, and as far as stuff I'm working on, yeah, I'm about 50 pages away from being done with a graphic novel called Tad Caldwell and the Monster Cult which is a sequel to a graphic novel called Tad Caldwell and the Monster Kid, which I did not draw, but they made an indie movie out of it, and it's currently in post-production, so they're nice. wanting to do more comics and more movies of that. And then after that, yeah, uh, Happy Land from Scout Comics with the same writer from Bigfoot Frankenstein, Mark Bertolini, so got the band back together, and that's going to be like a five issue mini series so it'll probably be out and around look for it in 2029 or sometime i have no idea how long that's going to take me to do uh because i'm penciling inking coloring and lettering <laughs> jesus that's a lot of work um last question for you because i asked this of everybody is who's your favorite turtle oh man God, I mean, I love Mikey, but I also love Raph, and they're so different. I'm going to go Leo, because he's he's a tech guy, and I am not, but it's what I aspire to be. Um, I recently started getting into vintage stereo stuff and try and work on it, because a lot of it does not come completely fixed unless you spend thousands of dollars on it, and I do not spend thousands of dollars on it, so... I, I tinker away like a like a little. No, did I say oh, yeah, you? So you're you're surrounded by vintage stereos behind you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I try and if I said Leo, I meant to say Donnie. Um, so I try and channel my Donnie tech electronics working on stuff to get everything all lit up and playing music on. Cool. So yeah, I'll go Donnie. Let's do Donnie. <laughs> all right, man. It was a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you. Thanks so much for reaching out, and uh, I'll talk to you Same soon. Here. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much for having me on. My pleasure. Apples. We have to shout!